following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Uh, hello and welcome to our wrap-up episode for this season of Rental Return Tales from the Video Store. I'm Adam. And you've got Jason here. All right, and we are excited just to kind of reminisce about uh, what we heard this season and also talk a little bit about the news of what's going on in the world of video rental. Yes, right. there is still news. Um, <laughs> but first off, Jason, uh, I felt like this was a fantastic season. This is, I, I just never know what you're going to get with these stories. Sometimes you expect, yeah. oh, well, I worked in a video store. It was pretty good, but it's never that. There's always a deeper <laughs> layer, right? Yeah, it was really fun to put together. You know, the first couple seasons, putting everybody essentially in every episode is fun. And it took some time to put together and had its own feel. But this kind of one-on-one format, I don't know. It seems like you you go a little bit deeper with each person when you're just talking to them or just have them in one episode. You're, you're getting a little, <laughs> a little more into their personal lives, it seems like. Uh, yeah. And a little bit more what they want to reveal. And maybe you didn't see it that way, but that's what I kind of felt just going back and listening to each one from yeah. this season three. Well, and, and for this season in particular, it did feel like the stories were more personal just in general, like where it was literally a family business in many cases right. that people were involved in, you know, like season one, we had one story like that. But in this case, you know, we had Landon who's like, what is ex-stepdad or whatever it was his business and uh -huh, his mom is uh -huh. running the store for a while and all that stuff's going on and then of course as we closed out the season then we had landall who was literally you know taking over the store and running his own business for years and years and, and had just given it up recently which yeah. i found fascinating i i mean and in both cases their moms were involved also so i just <laughs> <laughs> yeah moms and video stores yeah just a quick Thank you to everybody who took the time. Like you mentioned, Landon, Landall, uh, Michael Labby, Andy, Michael, Russ, just really enjoyed their take uh, from working in the video stores. And, you know, some it was kind of a short experience. I think Michael might have just been a couple years. But then you get to Landall, who, you know, had essentially been in the video store business for decades. That was yeah. a really interesting perspective, too. And I, I was going to say, you know, with Michael May, I thought it was so fascinating because I've known him for a while. I've done podcasting with him for a long time and, and we've had many conversations and then it just literally came up just randomly him saying that I used to work at a video store. I was like, how have I never, how have you never talked about this in all the hours of podcasting before? Right. And so <laughs> yeah. what I, the fascinating thing I thought about him was his decision to leave or being forced to leave because the stores were closing and there was just kind of no place left to go. The, the right. concept of him, he would still be working in a video rental store today if it was a business that had thrived in his area. Like, yeah, yeah. He would Michael, the video store guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think he was the one where the owners just kind of showed up one day. Hey, we're closing. You know, yeah. <laughs> whoops. Uh, okay. Um, well, liquidate the store and off you go. <laughs> yeah. So you, you just never know when, when things are closing up shop. And, and, and again, for some people, it was much more gradual, right? With Landall, like he's jumping from store to store and then opening his own store, and then opening his store at another place. Like he just kept it rolling. Um, yeah. And 
it's interesting to uh, just some of the, uh, you know, cause you're always, we're, we're always anticipating like, is there going to be a weird story? There was very little in the way of like, Oh, you know, this guy set the store on fire or this, you know, <laughs> like there wasn't a whole bunch of like bad employee behavior as much, but there were still some wild stories. Was there one that stood out to you the most? Oh yeah. Of course the, uh, the ghost story, I think it was landing yeah. his, uh, what did he say it was cousins maybe that were working in a meat market or mm-hmm. something and thought they saw this the ghost of this guy that got murdered at the video store their uh, relative there i think it was his uncle if i remember right anyway that was uh wow just out of left field you're like they did what and what happened <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it just came up so casually. It felt like you know, yeah, just like, yeah. yeah. And then this, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then on the total opposite end of that, you have Russ, who got these little notes from customers. You know, when they return the video from these girls, and years later he would go on to marry one of them. I was just like, wow, what a story. What a story. Those were wild to me. You know, the funnier one to me, I don't know why, but was when Landel said when there were missing videotapes at extremely late returns, he would go to their house. Go to their house. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine the video rental store guy knocking on your door? He's like, hey, I need that tape. (laughs) That tape is worth $100. Do you know how much I paid for that? You better give it to me right now. No, that's crazy. I had never ever thought of you know because most of the times in the big box stores it's like okay you keep the tape for more than two weeks it's yours and we charge you for it but you know a little bit different when it's uh you know you're you're running your own store mom and pop store they don't have all those policies in place and they don't have the the inventory just to give out you know mom, i need mm-hmm. those tapes back <laughs> so you know, yeah and the other part of the business which was something that i feel like Maybe on previous seasons that have been discussed, but I didn't really remember it was the resellers, the guys yes. who would go buy the older. Like, I want that releases. job. I want yeah. that job. Like a traveling tape swapper. <laughs> Just travel <laughs> the country swapping VHS tapes. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, how do you make money that way? But if you know, if you're giving maybe you make a dollar a tape or something and you visit, you know, four or five stores that day, eh, you know, you could make some money doing that. I don't know. But, you know, you think of those like the old days with traveling salesmen, you just don't picture them opening up a briefcase and there's VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just got the back of their station wagon or whatever. They're popping right, what, yeah. do you need? what are your customers asking for? We got it right what over a here. Cool job back in the day. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, but it also, you know, the, like, again, there were so many different facets of things that came out in the discussions, like also the criminal activity. Again, not so much on the part mm-hmm. of the employees this time, but like, you know, that gal, the staple lady who claimed <laughs> she had surgical staples, which is why her, she set off the oh, alarm yep. when she was lifted tapes. Smart woman, <laughs> smart woman. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, pretty crazy. I think it was maybe Andy, the one that he had to deal with the owner's kids, like spying on him. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny. You know, always these kids are just kind of hanging around watching what you're doing. And, oh, you know, I can't play the the R-rated movie at the store today while I'm, (laughs) you know, working. I got to watch what I put on the the overhead screens or whatever. But, yeah, just so the owner sends their kids there to to keep an eye on the the person oh no 
<laughs> yeah, I I feel like uh you know this was a really really strong season overall. So yeah, once again, just thank you to everybody, all our video heroes who volunteered and took the time, and your enthusiasm and your stories were were greatly appreciated by us and certainly by our audience. So oh, yeah. uh, we will see who's out there for season uh, four. You know who who is in the wings, who is carrying some stories with them all these years, but yeah. Uh, like I was uh, teasing at the top here, Jason, there is some news going on in the world of video rental. Okay, there's some really interesting stuff. The first thing I want to bring up is, so we know that there was a business uh, that put another business, just a whole entire uh, you know, type of video rental out of business. The, the brick and mortar stores are gone because of Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. All those years ago, you know, 25 years ago, they created this idea that you could, you know, send away online and ask for DVDs to be mailed out to you. And uh, most of us took them up on that offer. And as a result, Blockbuster and Movie Gallery and Hollywood Video and everybody else went out of business. Mm-hmm. They were not around anymore. And those are the stories we're telling here. But now Netflix, all these years, I did not realize, has continued their physical DVD rental service. So they have continued to mail things out. But literally today, they just announced that after 25 years, on September 29th of 2023, that is going to be the last time they send out a DVD. And they are going completely streaming, completely you know digital. There won't be any way, in their case at least, to get a DVD sent to your home. So that type of rental service just will not exist. Again, like I said, I thought that didn't exist. Yeah, but it's, it seems like it would have ended. You know, I don't know, five years ago or so at least. Um, and going on to Netflix now. I, well, I, I haven't had Netflix in a while. I, I'm kind of a seasonal subscriber you would say and I, I don't remember even seeing that option anymore that you can get stuff through the mail but yeah it's kind of a you know end of an era sort of a thing but it, it feels like it should have been several years ago the fact that they decided to make that big announcement you know and not just drop it means they must have enough subscribers taking advantage of that you know that they had to to make it known to yeah. the world so uh, I, I was just wondering, do you remember any particular like title or something back when Netflix was starting where you're like, I want to oh, rent yeah. this. I want to see it. I mean, there was, there was several, we got it. Let's see. It was, I think fairly early on, but I know it was since we had moved here. So probably around the 2006 time frame is when we were doing DVDs in the mail. And I remember my wife and I just binging World War II movies that we had missed. And I remember, (laughs) yeah, I remember feeling like, wow, I should have paid attention in school and in college, you know, (laughs) because there's some really interesting stories. But her dad's a big military history buff, and he taught military history for a while, served in the Navy. So, So I think some of that rubbed off on her. But at the same time, there's so many and i'm not talking like really really old movies i'm talking you know 90s 2000s that era of world war one world war two mainly uh movies that we just decided let's just go ahead and start watching these and we were getting them through the mail and i remember too when blockbuster 
started doing DVDs in the mail to kind of compete with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. They set up their kiosks in the stores and yeah. stuff. Yep. So I remember, I think either we held back or, or trimmed back on how many DVDs we were getting out with Netflix, because I remember doing it with Blockbuster, getting those in the mail, and then you could return them to the store and get an instant rental when you returned them then. So it was like you could uh, cheat the system a little bit. So you're, you're, you're doing a little bit of the brick and mortar traditional renting and also doing this new thing that Netflix was doing, thanks to Blockbuster. So I remember doing that for a while until they finally, I think, went under. But yeah, I don't remember any particular thing. I remember some TV shows we were getting, you know, disc one of season one, watching a few episodes and then, you know, coming back and getting the next disc in the season. So I remember watching TV shows that way, too, through Netflix. But other than those that World War Two era we went through, nothing else uh, comes to mind as far as specific titles. Yeah, no, that that's interesting though that that was one of your first uses of that <laughs> that service is to yeah. do that binge. That's why, and it was totally just off the cuff. It was nothing. Hey, this movie's good. Oh, there's another one kind of like this. Let's get that one, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. Well, now here's the thing though. So with Netflix announcing that they were getting rid of any type of physical media rental, all of a sudden there's an announcement in March that Blockbuster Video may be returning okay with actual brick and mortar stores so hmm. so they you've probably noticed like at target and other places there's like blockbuster video the game there's like there's lots of yeah. branded blockbuster merchandise coming out these days so somebody still owns the license right there's still the last blockbuster in oregon and they have one store operating there has been a tv show there has been a documentary about the real store like so blockbuster is doing something to keep the brand alive and it may have been leading up to this now here's the thing it hasn't been picked up by any major news outlet which is why I'm, I'm a little suspicious like because they they have a twitter account and the mm-hmm. twitter account is very i don't know how you put it it's it's not snarky per se but it's very like loose and it feels like a joke account in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like because they'll retweet stuff about netflix and then like make a joke about it and i'm just like would the real blockbuster owners do that um <laughs> but but then they said like they did one that was really funny to me because they said new business idea we're going to come back as a bank and use vhs and dvds as currency time to go visit your mom i was just like i'd be rich (laughs) yeah no kidding that's Um, weird i remember they did a super bowl commercial this year blockbuster that is and i remember the news outlets at least the ones that i follow some of the bigger ones reporting on that and nobody knew at the time well what are they doing at this point and you know maybe they're coming back more as a electronic store or something you know something complimentary to you know selling dvds or blu-rays or something but i don't know yeah like this is the thing so i mean cbs news did do a little post about like you know that it looks legitimate that it looks like something's happening but the other uh sites that i've found it says that there is you know a blockbuster website right now that is active it doesn't have anything on it but it does exist and it you know it's got the blockbuster logo and everything there plus the news as it has been revealed so far is that they are going to be opening multiple brick and mortar stores in major u.s cities 
where you will be able to rent DVDs and Blu-rays most likely. And so like, I'm really hoping that it's something that shows up here, you know, towards the end of the year, because, Mm -hmm. you know, in my neck of the woods, that's never going to happen. You know, I'm in Montana. (laughs) I'm in the biggest city of Montana. There's no way they're getting a blockbuster video. There might might still be video stores somewhere in the state that I just have not discovered yet. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Few and far between, but I'm going to LA in, uh, in November. And so if they have one of those open, I will do an on-location video for the podcast where <laughs> we go and visit the Blockbuster. Because I was even, I have Blockbuster, you know, cases and shells, like X rentals that's, you know, still filled with tapes that have the stickers on them and everything. I might <laughs> bring one as a gift, as an offering. Like if you don't have one of these VHS in your stores, you need to have it now. Yeah, it's, that's so weird. I live in Montgomery in the deep South, which we are not a trend center by any means, but we're only two and a half hours away from Atlanta, which that could be a, a potential location. I'd love to visit one again, just to see what they're going to be doing. It seems weird. I mean, you would think they would have to like really discount the rentals to get foot mm-hmm. traffic though, since most people do their renting through streaming now, you know, Amazon yeah. and Apple and Google play. And it's so weird. The rental market now too, like there's some, you get about the same time that the movies are in theaters and you're paying like 20 bucks to rent it, mm-hmm. which could be a deal. If you've got a family of four or five and you're going to the movie theater, I can understand that. But then there's some that are five, $6. They're not, I don't know. It, it seems that the rental market seems kind of out of whack at this point because they're trying to justify having the movies about the time they're in the theater. And then there's the normal cycle that they're doing what would blockbuster have to offer that one of those places would not that would drive people to the store other than the nostalgia of hey i'm in a blockbuster yeah i don't know to me it's it seems like it's gotta be just like a pop-up idea like they will set them up like you know they they've sort of done that here and there with some restaurant ideas right like when they made the max at that restaurant in la you know from saved by the bell you could go there and it was there for a couple months and i missed it and i'm still upset uh (laughs) Because I was in LA at the time, I just didn't get a chance to get over there. And I think it had closed like just before. And I was like, ah. But so I'm I'm wondering if it's going to be that type of thing where it's just like relive the memories for the next six months or something, or three months if it doesn't go well. But like also, like, do you get a free rental with a selfie type thing? You know, like <laughs> if you're promoting it on social media, do they do some sort of you know deal that way for you? Cause because obviously, like, you know the people who would be going there would want the nostalgia. Like there's very few people I think that are going to walk by and be like, Hey, a blockbuster video. I'm going to go inside. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you have to have the history there yeah. and how, how are they, what's their bread and butter going to be? How are they keeping the lights on? You and know, how are they getting the DVDs Reynolds. back? Like, are they, you know, yeah. are, are they expecting everybody to follow the old code, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, say you're even just selling them and you're not renting how you know most people now are still there's there's tied to streaming so much they've given their libraries to goodwill and we've taken advantage of that but a lot of people just don't use physical media anymore so it's so weird these i, I kind of like your idea maybe they should team up with like airbnb and make these uh these rental stores around the country that you can stay in for a night and <laughs> you've got you know all the tapes around you to to play whatever you can pick them off the shelf and you know have an all-nighter marathon or something but i don't know it's 
I think it's more of a ploy to get us who are nostalgic for video rental stores to maybe buy some merchandise or just to set foot in the store. But it's going to be just kind of a once thing, I would think. You know, I'm not going to travel to a major city more than once just to say, I'm, hey, look, I'm at Blockbuster and they have tapes for sale or DVDs for sale or whatever they're doing. You know, you're not going to go back there on a regular basis. I, I think even if I lived near one, I would be like, eh, you know, okay, I was here. I said, I, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, if you I, know? if I lived near one, I would definitely be a card carrying member going in as often as I could. But, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. For most people, it's a one-time novelty visit, novelty yeah. experience. And then, you know, that it's, it's over and done with, but it, yeah, it does seem like it's going to probably just have the structure of an old store. You can walk around and, and then you must like, you know, I, I, I have a feeling they're not probably actually going to rent videos. Maybe they will, you know, like renting a DVD or anything to you, Yeah. but you get to, you do something when you bring it up to the front and then you, you know, you pay for, like you say, merchandise or something else that you get to to take away with you from the experience. So I guess time will tell. Yeah. Make it a museum, you know, yeah. <laughs> not for profit or, or you have uh, accepting donations or something. Set up a store, you know, set up uh, some kind of movie history exhibit to get people to come. And maybe you do it kind of that way where it's you're capturing more of a moment in time instead of expecting people to go back to physical media, which I doubt many will, you know. All right. But yeah, so that's that's an exciting possibility for the future. We will mm -hmm. look forward to that. Uh, I, I honestly can't wait to find out how it all plays out. Even if it was, uh, you know, just a little bit of a joke, I still feel like <laughs> a nice yeah. uh, you know, possibility. And I know that there are still video rental stores that operate out there, very specialty shops, but they exist all over the country. And I think mm -hmm. uh, even uh, Chad has made mention of some of them in the past when he's been with us. So uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's there. There is a nostalgia there. And just like there... vinyl and everything else, we might see it come right, back for a right. period. That, that's what needs to happen is we need to combine the record stores with VHS stores. So we have just like these dead media outlets we can all go to, you know, <laughs> for those yeah. of us that like to still get stuff in our hands and, you know, buy stuff like that. Those two markets need to kind of come together. Absolutely. But also we need to come together with you. That's right. So if you are listening to this or you know someone who worked in a video rental store back in the day, put them in touch with us because we want to get things geared up for season four and see who we can get on the docket to share their stories with us. I'm sure there is more to be found out there that, mm -hmm. that we just don't even understand. I, I'm always amazed a little bit more we learn about this, uh, this industry that has gone by the wayside. So you mm -hmm. can always contact me, hojukoolander at gmail.com or at hojukoolander on Twitter, on Instagram. So if you want to reach out to me, let me know that you are available. We'll, we'll get you on our schedule. But in the meantime, make sure that you are going over to the retronetwork.com and that you are in touch with the Retro Network on social media at TRN Social. Because if you love looking back at the old days, that's what it's all about. And what, what's some of the exciting stuff that's been going on over there recently, Jason? Well, we've got plenty of podcasts to tell you about. Of course, yours that's been going on 
for what now two years three years three years Wizard, yeah wizards wizards the podcast guide the comics yeah. and the show that uh, eric and i host greatest lists we're going through a lot of great music and uh yeah i mean the retro network was born on podcasting uh mainly and of course we've got a huge catalog of articles we've got our trn tv youtube channel that you and i both uh use <laughs> thrift store hoard and uh, the wax pack flashback lots of great nostalgia over there on youtube as well and uh, we would appreciate your support too i mean uh, the retro network has a patreon and if you want to get your name in the show notes if you want to hang out with me and adam and all of our staff over there on slack you go over to patreon.com forward slash the retro network support us there for just five dollars and you get all that you get some bonus podcasts that are just sitting there over a hundred we have waiting there from our back catalog of shows over the years and uh but people like to get their name in the show notes show their hey we're supporting this cause of rental return and all the great shows on the retro network so we would definitely appreciate that but yeah lots of stuff going on mainly podcasting at the moment but uh, of course we all we got plans we want to Bring the wax pack flashback back this year and uh we've got more the little quick videos quick hauls we're doing now with the thrift store horde yep. so over there on youtube plenty going on if you want to connect with the retro network and like you said tier and social facebook twitter instagram anything that new that comes up cycles through those uh, socials so that's yeah. the place to find out what's going on and I'll, I'll just give one more plug for the Slack, uh, being a patron over there uh, for the Retro Network, because Jason and Mickey have done such a great job building a community of people. There's no jokers over there to be inappropriate or weird or whatever. It's it's seriously just like a nostalgic safe space. And it is wonderful to visit and just interact with people. And people are genuinely like building friendships and just having a great time together. So if yeah. you feel like you have nowhere else to talk about all this <laughs> nostalgic stuff you love, that is the place to be. It's a wonderful community. Yeah, it's really light-handed too there you know yeah. we'll, we'll post hey i found this today at the goodwill or whatever uh just, maybe something happened to you at work and you just need to get away for a few minutes hey i'm here and i uh, found this uh, new collectible coming out wanted to share with everybody it's it's just real light-hearted and you know for those of us that live more in the past than the present it's just the perfect spot <laughs> Yep. But hey, again, thank you so much for checking out this season and listening to our wrap up episode. But for now, push stop, push rewind, and we'll see you next time. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.